Oh, you like eating apples. I thought you said you liked eating assholes. Well, Megan, I hope you got room for both. Don't leave me hanging with those blue balls. Welcome to episode 43 of the Mutant Musings podcast. It's the beginning of March 2019, so we'll be discussing some new comics and some news. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is my own personal horny cop, Patty. Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com or X-Men Animated Series on Facebook. Leave us some feedback on iTunes, follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast, and follow us on Twitter at, at Mutant Musings. Social media might have an angry underbelly, but that is not us. We are the happy and joyous underboob. Speaking of bellies and boobs... Last episode, Patty mentioned Dr. Phil and Ron Jeremy, both of whom have bellies and boobs. One fucks women on the internet, and the other fucks people on national television. You know who else fucks people on national television? Judge Judy. Like these images I'm putting in your head? Have some Ron Jeremy, Dr. Phil, and Judge Judy three-way. Baloney! <laughs> There's your explicit content warning. <laughs> I, uh, I ship it. <laughs> I'm I'm I support all kinds of love in all forms, no uh-huh. matter how disgusting it may seem. Even if uh, even if it's peeing on the leg. <laughs> you know what? Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. I see. I'll give you some baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of baloney, this is uh, this is take two take of this two. episode. Yeah, yeah, that's some that's some baloney right there. Man, yesterday was was yesterday was such a wonderful day for both of us. Yeah. So, uh, so my day started with, uh, with, with my dryer and, uh, and the toilet just both kind of crapping out. Ah, they were, I know, I right? It. They were, they were done with my shit, you know? Ah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so funny. See, you should just have EDS like me and then you just never poop and it's no problem. Your toilet doesn't <laughs> overflow because you don't poop. <laughs> it saves, it saves so much money. You're so good at keeping shit to yourself, Patty. I, I am. <laughs> I went to the emergency, okay. This is true. I went to the emergency room oh on two separate occasions uh-huh. because I had really intense stomach pain, yes. and I have a family history of colon cancer, uterine cancer, ovarian cancer, whatever. And you know, my family members who suffered from these things said that the first symptom was having this just extreme stomach pain. Right. So <laughs> I'm always very vigilant, and I went to the emergency room. Yes. Two separate occasions, they told me I was constipated. Uh, yeah. 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 That's okay. So Jonathan was like, oh, hey, look, you're full of shit. And I'm like, thanks, babe. <laughs> there's so many jokes. There's so many jokes that, that you could go with. But 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 back to the original point, it wasn't the constipation that, that fucked with our episode yesterday. There was a, there were, there was an issue with, with the sounds, and I did not realize it until we were listening back that there was this constant tapping throughout much of the episode. And I was like, okay, well... I'm just going to have to cut all of this out, or we're just going to have to record again, or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, so this is take two. And it stinks, and it stinks because yesterday we naturally had just this wonderful conversation to kick off the episode about Delaware. It was it was wonderful. It was. Now you guys don't get to hear yeah, about Delaware. Get, you don't get to hear all about Delaware and all the wonderful things that they have in Delaware. They have beaches. Oh, they you're have... going to tell them about the wonderful things in yeah, Delaware? Yeah, just, just quickly. Oh, you're have... such a good Delaware ambassador. They have, they have beaches. You know, we don't have those in New Jersey. They have, uh, they have, they have food. Yeah, they got they tables have, uh, you can eat them on. They have, like, walls that you can just walk on. Those are stones. Stones. Get your stuff, and then there was, right. a, there was a big there house. There was a big house and a big grass house next and, to it. And grass. For people to walk on. A grassway. 
you will, next to the house. Yeah, it was it was it was wonderful. Delaware looks like a great place. So, but you know what? My what? my day started off terrible because Why? my car was my car was like snowed in because they uh you know when they do the uh the streets they just kind of like leave these big piles at the end of my driveway yes. and I can't get out. So right. I had to shovel. And uh, for those of you who don't know, my body is complete shit. I just I disagree. <laughs> Uh, your body is Thank a wonderland. You. Your body is an absolute <laughs> wonderland, John Mayer. Thank you. <laughs> my joints dislocate like it's nobody's business, so having to shovel out my car was the start of my day, and uh, that was not fun for me. You need a heated driveway. Fun. And you know who else has snow? Delaware, so <laughs> my my interest in Delaware is waning right now. How do they have snow and beaches, Patty? That doesn't make any sense. You can't have snow and a beach at the same time. That's not a thing. That's that's Oh, you know what true. that is? That's global warming. That that is that is global warming. So let's talk about let's talk about some some comics. Let's see. We're going to start with Age of X-Men. Colon. Speaking <laughs> speaking of colon, our segues, you know, just fit in perfectly here. But if that colon is constipated, then it's just going to be Age of X-Men colon. There's nothing after that. <laughs> we can't say anything cuz it's constipated. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, you see what I did? I see. Whatever. Uh, so, Age of X-Men, Amazing Nightcrawler number one. And I liked this issue a whole lot. I do not feel like this issue gave us a lot of new information or new insight into this world. None but of the number ones have, though. So It's all about the number two. Right. It's, it's all, all about, about the number, the number two. two. So that's where we're going to get all that good stuff. That's why you got to take care of that constipation. So it was, uh, it, it was a fun opening, but it was, I don't know, kind of obvious that, you know, it was just Nightcrawler and Megan, like, acting in a movie. But Nightcrawler looked like sort of like the AOA version, which was cool. And Megan had her hootie McBoobs out, and they were big and robust. So so that was fun, too. But, you know, in the beginning of the issue, the one thing, one little thing that, like, irked me was that in the description box for Megan, it just, you know, said, like, Megan, blah, 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 likes apples. And I'm like, why? Like, what does that have to do with anything? I'm pretty sure that they did the same thing with Ryuk from Death Note. Yes, Yes, I don't know. I don't think you still have the manga here. I think you gave them back to me. I'm pretty sure I still have a huge bag. You just, she took like fucking 20 volumes and put them in a plastic bag. There's for like me. 13. Oh, excuse and me. Yeah, he's like, I'm bored at work. And I was like, let me just bring you all the volumes that I have of Death Note and you can read that at work. I so did. that's that's what I did. That put me in the mood to tutor students. Let me <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Reading about killing people in notebooks. Yeah. That was, that's a really good series. I read that, that when good. I was like thirteen. Yeah. I forgot like every. I mean, All you know, 13? that was and thirteen volumes. Yes, and that was thirteen years ago. Also, and you were born on the thirteenth. I was. This is this is like meta. What was that movie? The the forty three room forty three number forty three forty year old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> that that movie with that Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey. I, I love Jim Carrey. Was, I fucking love him too. But he's Canada's. He's, can, he's yeah. So that was that was silly with just the likes apples. I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, but then you see the fucking bowl of of apples in um in Nightcrawler's dressing room, and of course it comes up it comes up later. Uh, I guess what this sort of did though, as I was thinking about this, was like you know, okay, so we we get that like. Like, romantic love is just, like, illegal. But even, like, familial breaking bonds... Breaking the law, breaking the law. <laughs> yeah. F- uh, familial bonds are, are not cool. Because there are people at this fucking party giving the... Coo- like, talking shit about the cuckoos. Just because they're, like, right next to each other. And they're, like, close. And they work together or whatever. And so, like, that's even frowned upon, too. 
So I thought that that was interesting. I loved the cuckoos in this series. I thought they were great. I thought it was amazing how they were just bossing around Nightcrawler. Like, could you imagine? Yes, like, mommy. <laughs> when they were talking about, like, when the people at the party were complaining about their, they're just like flaunting their relationship around. I honestly thought at first that it had something to do with Emma. And I was like, what did Emma do? And I was like, is Emma in this world? I don't uh, think she's in this world. Stop blaming everything on Emma. Emma I'm is not the source of all of your problems, Patty. Take responsibility. I'm Emma shaming. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I feel she like. She is the black king and that is racist. <laughs> honestly, I feel like I would love Emma if, you know, that whole thing with her and Jean didn't go down the way it did. That, just that scene is just like permanently embedded in my brain. Yeah. You know, when she's sitting on the bed and, you know, Jean comes in the room and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't deal with this drama. And I love I love drama. But because it was Jean, like, no, you don't fuck with my homegirl. You love other people's drama. I do. Not when it directly affects you. Hence, Dr. Phil. Right. And Judge Judy. Right. Because <laughs> And Ron Jeremy. Because... <laughs> <laughs> because I I really probably like in an unhealthy way just associate myself so much with Jean. All right, now listen, listen to me. I <laughs> Even wanna, though I don't like Scott, I want to start out by saying I love you so much, but <laughs> but there are vast differences between you and Jean. Name Grey. one. Okay, you take male characters, and this is fine. Again, I'm okay <laughs> with all of this. I'm simply pointing out the difference between Patricia and Jean Grey, okay? Jean Grey does not take characters who, you know, may be friends or whatever and talking about them sucking each other's dicks. Well, you don't she know that. She doesn't do that. You don't know that. She doesn't. There has you been, just haven't addressed you it yet. You show me the documented <laughs> evidence where that has happened. I have pages and pages of documented evidence where you have done such a thing. <laughs> now, listen, fi I'm, I'm fine with it. Guys, they're friends or whatever. You know what? They want to suck each other's dicks. That's fine. Go, Logan. Go, go suck the dick. Lo but Jean doesn't do this. Logan and Scott have never been confirmed heterosexual. They've never said, I am heterosexual. But my so, okay, they've just been shown only exclusively having relationships with women. Right. That doesn't mean anything. They could suck each other's dicks. Yeah, that's fine. What and they I'm, should. And what I'm saying is, introduce that evidence into the courtroom where the dicks are being sucked, okay? <laughs> there is that you don't, we don't have that evidence. I have evidence of you, documented proof that you have put the dick sucking boys together. <laughs> okay. Again, okay. it's all okay. Fine. Anybody, you want to suck, you suck whatever you want. <laughs> whatever the fuck you want, go suck it and suck it like a champ. But I'm just saying that we have not seen Jean Grey do this, but I have personally seen Patty put these dick sucks together. All right. Anyway, moving Fine. on. So, yeah, no, this issue, issue was a lot of fun, and it was really cute. So we've seen him in action with the X-Men, and we know that he's, like, this big, popular, fun, lovable movie star. Oh, and also, when he heard the people at the party talking shit about the cuckoos, he stepped in there, too, and diverted the attention away from them. Yeah. So Magma stepped up first and then, you know, the cuckoos were kind of like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. We'll just leave. And that's kind of like how I am too. Like, you know, very like non-confrontational, at least in real life on the internet. I'm a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, night Nightcrawler deflecting the attention away from them, you know, it, it made them feel better. I'm sure, you know, we didn't see them after that, but 
like I thought that, that was a great thing that he could see that they were uncomfortable yeah. and that something else needed to be said other than what Magma was saying. So he just, you know, did some like acrobatics and everybody's like, yay, look at the blue guy. He's doing tricks. And yeah. Yeah. And he is a nice guy, but you know, he's also, uh, he's also a little seductress. He got that little, uh, the bowl of apples, you know, the forbidden fruit. There's a whole fucking metaphor there. Because Megan likes apples, we were told by a text box in the beginning. That's really my only complaint about the issue. That I thought that that was a little silly. But of course, of course, they end up fucking because everybody in this world is fucking. Everybody, everybody fucking. Everybody fucking. So, so that's how that ended with uh, you know more some more forbidden love, which I'm I'm sure is is not going to come back to them going forward. Okay, so I didn't get the whole analogy with the apple thing until you brought it up, and I thought that was, like, a really good point. I'm good at things. So I thought that that was actually really genius once I had it explained to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we didn't really get much in the way of the overall Age of X-Men story until kind of, like, the last page when he's just, like, in regret, like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. Like, yeah. you know, is he above the law? Does he can, is he going to face repercussions? Are they going to be able to find out somehow? Is this like, you know, like the thought police in like 1984 and, or V for Vendetta. If you know, you haven't read 1984, it's similar. Okay. I did read V for Vendetta, but I prefer the V to be for vagina. If we're being perfectly honest here. So speaking about vaginas, we're going to talk about the <laughs> horny cops. <laughs> Yeah, Age of X-Men, colon, extremists, number one. And I loved the two covers that I have seen for this issue. I did not like the art that was underneath the covers. I did not like the art that was in between the sheets, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, it, it was just, oh man, it was not good. Except for the blob. Except for the blob. The blob looked fucking adorable. In every panel that he was in, he was adorable. But I did not like the art. I don't, I don't understand your gripes with the art. I thought it was fine. Uh, I thought it was, you know, like run-of-the-mill average comic book art. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any complaints. I wouldn't say that it was, like, you know, the best art I've ever seen. But, you know, it was, it was art, so. Uh, well, the, the faces were off. Just the, you know, the, the, like, actual outlines of their bodies and the detail. It was just... Oh, it was just off, and it was it was bad. I, and I feel I feel kind of bad saying that. I really enjoyed this issue, but I feel like it was hard for me to get past the art. It really, to me, took a, a bit away from this book. Now, my only complaint of the actual story itself was the running joke. The running joke did not click with me early in the issue. Like this is how it opens with cookie sheet. A wax paper, baking tray, whatever. Like, early in the issue, it was not that funny, but okay, I get it. But the fact that it kept coming back, I was like, this didn't really land well enough to begin with, but you keep going back to it. No, I agree 100%. I mean, I know the difference between those things, and honestly, I'm like... I'm glad one of us does, because <laughs> I eat salad from a box. Uh, honestly, I didn't think it was funny the first time. I don't understand why they kept bringing it up. I mean, maybe just as a way of, like, you know, showing that even though they're, like, in the wrong and they're doing, like, fucked up shit, you know, being, yep. like, the sex police. I agree. That, 
like, oh, they're they're real fun. They're real guys. You know, they're funny. It's like, yeah, you know, if we saw this point. kind of perspective from like Nazis or something, because, you know, there are pictures of them of of actual Nazis like at the concentration camps before their day starts, just like hanging out and chilling together and like laughing and having a good time. And I think it's interesting and I, I get what she was going for, but I just don't think that this was it, you know? Like, it should have been something else. Well, so I th- I think that the real conflict in this book is not going to be them going out and being the horny cops and being awful to everybody. Even though in, in this issue they are. You know, we have Nizumi and we have Luke who, you know, they're performing their illegal love acts, you know, that they shouldn't be doing. And so, you know, I mean, that's what, you know, I kind of thought this book was going to be. It's just going to be them trying to, like, police the sex sexy people. So, yeah, when we saw them in Next Gen, um, you know, Blob was holding down Bling. Bling, And, you know, so obviously just with his size and proportions compared to Bling, you know, uh, and, you know, telling um, Armor Armor to to get get away, you know, I, I was like, what is he going to do to her? You know, like maybe like, oh, they're not you know, mature enough to handle what's going to happen next. And he, you know, they made him out to seem like they're really bad guys yep. in and and to just see them like joking around. And, you know, there were a few times I'm sure we're going to talk about it when they were like, oh, you know, don't call them, you know, retrogrades or whatever. That's like a slur. And we saw Blob being actually cute like cute and ends nice with Nizumi. She's a were rat and uh so she <laughs> turned into her rat form and she bit him on the arm and he was like Hey, that hurt. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> don't do that. You know? So like I feel like it was completely weird that we got such a different perspective. Well, so what I thought about that was that that was in in uh, Next Gen, that was a very, very brief scene that the blob was in. And I feel like just the size of him, the proportion, how he's showing up, you know, to this character who we assume is a hero, Bling, you know, compared to the blob who's classically a villain, that there's just like the meaning that we assign to that. And now this is when we're actually getting to know them a little bit more. So, like, we're sitting here talking about Next Gen, whenever it was, I guess last episode, like, you know, with probably this unspoken, you know, we were just, like, thinking in the back of our heads, like, oh, man, what is he going to fucking do to her? Because it's a blob, you know what I mean? Right. But then we see here that he's not actually that harsh. So he probably didn't take bling and, like, fucking body slam her or, or like, sit on her or something, you know what I mean? I think that this that the way that these number one issues are being released is very strategic to show yes. us a little bit more um, and to set this whole thing up. And that we saw extremists and got to solicit for extremists and just think, oh my god, like we're going to just see them fucking walking around being like the sex Gestapo. And that's not actually what may be going on. Because the real conflict here is going to be the problem that they have to come to terms with now that they have uh, Nozomi who is pregnant. That's like the reveal at the end. And they don't really know what to do or how to handle that. And not only that, but not all of their hearts seem very into it. You can tell that both Jubilee and Bobby feel a little bit bad about what they're doing. Contrasted to, like, Mineta, who's a new character and who just seems like a bitch. Plus Blob, who seems kind of like a nicer guy. Like, I feel like the conflict is really going to be them coming to terms with what they're doing and also dealing with this pregnant woman. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't think Bobby was at all sympathetic until the end 
when they found out that she was pregnant because at the beginning of the issue, uh, when the new member, Moneta, when she, in in the beginning, she, you know, calls them grades and like, oh, you know, the grades live so far away and, you know, whatever. It was Northstar at first who was like, don't call them that. That's a slur. And Coming from a French asshole. Right. He's trying to be the nice guy. Good for him. Right. French and Canada represent. You thought that North Star, like, initially just did not want to be there, did not want to have anything to do. Yes. And, like, okay, so I got the impression, actually, myself, that he just was, like, very indifferent about doing anything. He just wanted to stay in the van and read. And I got the impression, like, very differently than you, that he was just indifferent and he just, you know, because that's kind of, like, his character. I, I could just see him doing that. Just like they're off to a battle and he's just like, nah, I'm just going to chill. That. No, but like, I just feel like, I and I get what you're saying. I feel like in the 616 universe, that would be more in line with him. But it seems like in this world, everybody is like, you know, you have this track that you go on in life and this is just what you do. And even if his heart isn't totally into it, at least he would go along with it, but he didn't. He didn't go along with it. He wanted to stay in the car and read his book. How would that look to, you know, whoever, whoever is in charge? How would that look to the X-Men? How would that look to Nate Gray? It wouldn't look very good, but still, he's saying, oh, I'm going to sit in the car and read a book. Yeah, so, no, I just thought it was supposed to be some kind of, you know, like some kind of comedic relief, you know, that we're getting from him. Just that, like, oh, no, he's just, nah, I don't feel like it. You know, I thought that that was just supposed to be, like, a funny thing. But what you bring up is an interesting point as well. So there was... When Nizumi said that she was pregnant, it was only the men that were around. And one of them was like, well, where's a woman? We have to ask them. Because they they know. They, they can just... The they bitch. can just Yeah, they can just look at her and say, oh, yeah, she's pregnant. So So Bobby is just calling all these pet names for Jubilee. And it was cute. And she was, like, behind a bush. And she was like, oh, I was just you know, relieving myself. I was just taking a leak. And I was, I I find that hard to believe because there was a house right there. And even though it was like far removed from everybody, they've arrested both of the people. They have a bathroom inside. So I think that Jubilee was up to something, whether it was, you know, contacting... Apocalypse and the extracts no, or something? Well, maybe. Would be was, them. They're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, they're like the bad, the quote-unquote bad guys here. Maybe she's a fucking mole. Yeah, no, I I don't believe that she was peeing in that bush. I think she was up to something. Demand the evidence. (laughs) Demand the evidence. I want to see that pee. And, uh, (laughs) you know, and then at the end, they're having this crisis. And that's what I assume this book is mostly going to be about. Is that like, okay, so they're talking about, well, you know, we don't have the facilities for this. You know, the hospitals and stuff have gotten rid of, like, people who know how to perform the procedure anymore because it's been quite a while since we've had a natural birth you know everybody's like in this hatchery now yeah and so they just don't know what to do with her yeah yeah so this was this was a really pleasant surprise i really liked this issue because the the story was not what i was expecting it was going to be uh again i think that the blob is adorable i think this was a really good setup we got sort of you know enough detail for all these characters individual personalities and how things are going to go Except forward. Psylocke, kind of. Yeah, she, I mean, she's kind of quiet, but you see that she, in, um, what was it, in Next Gen, that she just kind of is, like, by the books. Yeah. You know, when she did her whole speech. So so we see that, and I don't know, like, is the, is the conflict going to be between each other? Is Jubilee a mole? I don't know, but I really like this issue. It was really good. Uh, so next, uh, we're going to talk about X-Force number three. 
And half of this book offered nothing new. There was nothing new going on except for except for gun shoots. Boom, boom, ex- pew, explodes. pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, big machines. It was just high testosterone. Yeah. Lots of lots of guns, big yeah. guns. Guns and testosterone. Testosterone guns. <laughs> and then guess who shows up? Boom boom to fucking break up this sausage party. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, on, on that one panel at the end of the page, like tick tick tick, and then the next panel is so cute when she just like bursts through with the van and the fucking mecha thing explodes. That was you know that was that was fantastic. Now this was you know I mean this was a pretty solid issue and it didn't move a whole lot forward as far as the story goes. It was it was awesome to see that Ahab got a gladiator blade for himself and then fucking killed uh, Constantine's kid. That was actually kind of disturbing. You know, the fucking kid that was all like bubbly and goopy and jelloey and goopy. stuff. Yeah, goopy. Yeah, he was that, that goopy messy guy. Yeah, that messy guy. Yeah. The messy yeah, the guy. Messy the, guy. Yeah, that's what we call him. Yeah, yeah the guy, the messy with, the, guy. With, the, with the body condition and the boils. <laughs> He's a little messy. He should wear a bib or put a napkin on his fucking shirt when he eats. <laughs> a messy guy. He doesn't know how to eat ribs. But really what this issue did for me was Gave me the dialogue that I've been complaining about since before this series started. Since Extermination with Kid Cable. And I do feel satisfied with it now. Uh, We've seen, you know, Shatterstar come at him and Domino. But, you know, this wasn't just like a few panels of just fucking testosterone. Like, oh, I might be a kid, but I got big balls. No, I'm from Mojo World. I got the biggest balls. It was actually like two full pages of dialogue First cannonball talking and like rationally laying out like his concerns and his feelings and then Cable trying like obviously repeating himself a little bit but you know getting in a little bit more detail. So I really appreciated that. Cannonball you know was like listen Cable guided me. My father was dead. He was the father that I needed and he pushed me to be better and Cable was like listen if I didn't do what I did like, thousands of people were going to die. People that we care about were going to die. You know, again, though, this was, like, two full pages of it, and I finally feel like that that was, like, the conversation that we needed to have. So, yeah, I- I'm glad that this got brought up again, and there was, like, a little bit more... I don't know if they're going to do this, or this is just, like, something that I'm thinking that, like, okay, so, like... Why? Who's going to suck whose dick? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Cannonball got his kind of like, you know, answers from Kid Cable or whatever. So, like, okay, so he's okay now, but what about, you know, Domino and the rest of them? Are they all individually going to have to have talks with them to, like, be at some kind of peace? I don't know. Yes, that's what they should do. They should dedicate, they should de- dedicate fucking two pages of every single issue going forward until everybody has had their little backstage, you know, RuPaul drags race off in the corner meeting. With him. He's the untucked? Get, yeah, the untucked, right. They're going to go so untucked. So between, between every issue, there's going to be like X-Force 3.1 untucked. Yes. Okay, yeah, I would, I, would, I would watch that. Listen, and they don't even need, you don't need a 3.1 or 4.1. Just get it all out in one issue. Just all, just everybody untucks in the same <laughs> issue. It is literally just called X-Force untucked. Okay. Yeah, and so that way everybody gets a couple of pages to go sit down you know, and talk about like and drink why their adult beverages and drink their adult beverages from a straw. What I actually want to see is 
I know that we got like, you know, this like small after story about Boom Boom in the first issue. What I would like to see is like Boom Boom's bizarre adventure <laughs> to get to get to this to get to this country. Uh, I mean, Boom Boom is my favorite in this book. I have really been liking Deathlock in this series, even though I knew next to nothing about him before. Yeah, he he pulled out the hot claws here. Yeah. He pulled out the hot claws. He did. Which, I which. did not know. So let me tell you something. Yes, tell me. So let me tell you something. Yes, mansplain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so those so so those claws? Yeah. Yeah, they come out of his hands. What? And, and they're hot. Uh-huh. So that's why we call them hot claws. Oh. See, do you understand? I I want to make think sure that my you... wolf woman brain <laughs> may understand what you're saying. <laughs> All right, so, so yeah, so I had completely forgotten about that because this is from the series Wolverine Weapon X that was out, like, That maybe, I might not have read. <laughs> it, was, it, was out, it was out, like, maybe nine years ago. It didn't last very long. Jason Aaron wrote it. I enjoyed it. But there was uh, this arc featuring, you know, just a bunch of Deathlock soldiers, and they all had fucking hot claws. And I had completely forgotten about that. So what I'm thinking is fucking Charles Soule actually ripped off Jason Aaron. And that's kind of fucked up considering Charles Soule is a fucking lawyer and he should fucking know the law. They should go on Judge Judy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Jason Aaron and Charles Soule on I, Judge Judy. They don't need I would judge. watch it every day. They don't need Judge Judy. We have seen- Only Judy can judge me. You know, I mean, I, again, I'm enjoying this series so far. Not as much as I could. The art is still okay. It's it's better than it was the first time I saw it. Yeah, it, but then I look at you know like Cannonball's chin and Warpath's face, and I'm like, uh, why? Uh, and the only other thing though is I you know it's just been like action, action, action. Like no, you know none of them other than like those two pages really no interaction between uh, these characters. You know when it's not this like tense situation or cutting away to Ahab or constantine or something yeah that's you know? why the best part that we've gotten so far was that little peek into boom boom <laughs> at the end of issue one can i have a peek at your boom, boom? <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah because you know these guys are like a dysfunctional family and there's not you know there isn't i'm not i'm not getting that you know from from this it's not bad i still like it i just i want it to be better i want it to be all that it can be I I agree, and also let us mention that Domino is also on this team because we did not mention her at all. No, I just thought I said Domino. No, I didn't. No, we Domino didn't. Domino gun. Domino had a gun. Domino gun. Domino, Domino gun has gun. a gun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next we're going to talk about Uncanny X-Men number 12. I I liked most of this, you know, because we, we actually get to see Scott and Logan interacting a little bit more than just <laughs> two words, like at the end of the last issue. So that was great. And the little plan that they had, you know, to get into the one facility to find where the trapped mutants were. And, you know, that was really cool and also kind of disturbing because then we see, you know, what uh, the Office of National Emergency did to the Dead Souls team and turned them into these Sentinels. And that was really fucked up. But after that, this this issue kind of kind of went downhill. And now this is tough because... I stated last time that Uncanny Number 11 is one of my favorite comic books ever. Like, just in the context of, of the history of where the X-Men have been for a while now. Like, that was just such a beautiful and powerful issue in so many ways. And then this was a little bit of a letdown only because, 
you know, it just wasn't quite as good. Right, because it followed issue 11. And, you know, we can't have something that has that big impact every issue. So, yeah, I I mean, when when they were fighting these... The Sentinels, you know, they they stopped and they found out that it was actually the Dead Souls team in them. So Strong Guy was in one of them and Danny yeah. and Karma were yep. in other ones. So they go inside the building and they're rescuing these other people out of these cells. There are some Madroxes and there's uh, Magic and Wolfsbane. Yep. Uh, and Wolfsbane said that because of <laughs> her and Magic's <laughs> shape-shifting that the virus, I guess, didn't stick. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That, was, that was a little weird because Magic doesn't shape-shift. Well, she's, she's, like, turned into Dark Child. Yeah. Well, okay. So, yeah. But, but again, you, you could even tell that Wolfsbane wasn't sold on that explanation, you know? And if the fictional character isn't sold on the explanation, we can't be 100%. The, the explanation was, I don't know, comic book logic. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is is this where it sort of went off the rails? You know, it was it was also sweet, too, that, that Alex was in there, because we knew that. We knew that that was going to happen. He he turned himself over to them in order for, for the Office of National Emergency to leave the X-Men alone, basically. But then when they start fighting... That's that's when this shit is just like just a WTF one right after another because all of a sudden the one fucking Jamie dupe stomach doesn't feel so good. It was another dupe right next to him. It was like before the bomb, you know, blows or anything, you can't see anything. He's just like he's like he's got a bomb in his stomach. Bro, how did you know? Like, if you had that information this whole time, you could have told us two minutes ago, you know, before his stomach started hurting. You know, explodes. maybe if your stomach starts ticking, maybe mention to people. But, but, so there's the next point. Just all of a sudden, Guido's dead. Oh, well, he's, he's dead. And, and it looked like it, it had killed some other people too, because you see like mutant body parts all over. So he didn't exactly save everybody, but also why did this, why did this kill him? Especially if he's infected with, with Warlock. Like we've seen Warlock decapitated and his head sprouts little legs and runs, you know, like he should have been able to survive that. And also, especially because of what Strong Guy's power is, if he absorbs energy, like if somebody, you know, shoots a missile at him or something you know he can absorb that impact but the thing is that he has to like redirect it he's got to release he's got to release he has to relieve himself you can't you can't build him up that much now listen he's a strong guy but he's not that strong guy i I know if you build him up he needs the relief yeah but like okay so he didn't even have a chance to redirect the energy or anything he just absorbed it and that killed him i call bullshit on that maybe if it was like anybody else who do you think would have taken it you think logan would have just turned around (laughs) bent over and said right here champ yep yep i ship it good (laughs) but okay also we've seen warlock with his eyes looks like they were powered down yeah and that doesn't mean that he was dead and that's all that happens to guido like we didn't see him bleeding or anything we didn't see like any other signs other than his eyes were just out and he said like i don't feel good or whatever he's a strong guy you he don't is make a strong him, guy you don't make him bleed his own blood <laughs> <laughs> and something else that leads me to believe that that is true that a strong guy isn't actually dead 
is when Magic was like, I can't leave without him. And, you know, Logan, I think it was, said, like, you know, we can mourn him later, but we have to go now. Yes. That leads me to believe that his body is still there, that he's going to be okay. Whether he recovers on his own or, you know, the own, uh, own, if uh, one, you <laughs> the know. The own network. The own network. If, if the Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey network manages to revive him. Strong guy. You have not seen Oprah. You have not seen the Oprah virus <laughs> fucking infect people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah so i did like this issue for the most part and the fact that you bring up that you know the body's left behind so he might not be dead fills me with a little bit of of hope we've already got you know a few characters dead or at least allegedly dead now and it doesn't look like that's gonna end yeah it's like they're at teasing, this point everybody's somebody's dying every issue they're teasing more, like an at least another death coming up soon i think so. it's 19 I think it was 17. Okay, one of those. Either way, like, I'm not uh, I'm not too happy about that. But I, I still, I love the team that they're putting together. I love the previews that we're seeing going forward. You know, just again, this was a little bit of a letdown after issue 11. But not only that, but that whole thing with Strong Guy and that Jamie Dupe was kind of dumb and a little too fast. And another thing that I want to say about the art... You know, Salvador La Roca has been around for quite some time, and I've always loved his art, but it's been weird lately. At least I feel like I'm just noticing it now. Uh, maybe I just, you know, haven't seen his art in a while, or something's just wrong with me, but it's just a little iffy, and it's a little weird. And there was this, like, one panel where the Jamie Dupes are in the cell, and one of them, his, like, facial features are slanted. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's just not that great. And I don't feel too bad calling him out, not that we're big potatoes or that he's gonna fucking listen, but, you know, he talks shit about the colorist on Twitter, and that was really not cool. He put out, like, the preview pages without the colors and was like... You know, here are, like, here's, like, my work or whatever without the colors. And the colorist in this case was a woman uh, because the colors were so bad. And what? I was like, way to call fucking Rochelle Rosenberg out, like, publicly. Like, that was really, really shitty of him to do. Um, especially for somebody who, in my opinion, is now turning out, like, kind of subpar artwork. So, whatever. I thought that that was shitty. But I wanted to bring that up because... I don't know, maybe I'll get, you know, some shit thrown at me. Like, what? He's amazing. Like, I think he's gone downhill a little bit. I don't know. I don't know, but I didn't know about that, and uh, that's fucked up. Fuck this guy. <laughs> there you go. That's how we'll get into it. That's how we'll transition to Return of Wolverine number five. Because fuck, fuck this and fuck this guy, too. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, you want to guess? You Do you want to guess? Let's, let's play the guessing game. Guess how Wolverine came back. Comic book logic? So you remember how there was that reveal that Persephone can can just, like, make dead bodies her puppets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Go that's, on. Yeah, so she did that to Wolverine. What? And, and that's how that's how his body was moving again. Say it ain't so, bub. Now, now here here's another thing. Do you want to guess how how that body got, got his mind back? Was it Patch? It was. <laughs> so his healing factor, we guess, 
put his mind back together. Oh, that makes sense. Because Persephone doesn't even know. Comic she's, book logic. She's she's just like, like you know, Charles Soul is just like, oh, I don't know. So, so she doesn't know. So, but nobody will pay attention to that. Nobody's going to buy this comic book anyway. Who the fuck is reading this load of shit? I could not believe that. It was so upsetting. And she's got this big cliche supervillain plan about her space station and they're gonna kill everybody on earth she's gonna make them all puppets and there's gonna be this all fucking utopia and there were just so many cringy cringy lines in this book from logan you know phil i promise you persephone is not your problem right now fuck death i'm back and i'm wolverine and that's the way it's gonna be like literally nobody Nobody talks like that. Nobody in the world talks like that. I call myself Wolverine all the fucking time. When I'm talking to myself out loud, I'm driving in the car, I'm just like, yeah, I'm Wolverine. I'm going to my fucking job in my Wolverine car. I got my Wolverine coffee, gonna do my Wolverine job. But I never, ever talk like this, where I'm Wolverine and that's the way it's gonna be. Just fucking bleh. And he also said, oh, next time I die, I'm going to stay dead. I was like, yeah, okay. Who says that? How many people do you know who have said that? I've said that. What? Yeah. That next time you die, you're going to stay dead? Yeah, I've died a few times. Stop. I have that in common with Jean Grey. You stop. You stop. You're troubling me. You're troubling me right now. So it was, ugh. It was so, ugh. So so then, you know, they take out all the fucking Death Ray satellites, but the one left is the space station that they're on. So fucking, uh, he just he just tells the guy to, uh, where you have to do this, and we gotta go fucking take this one down too, the one that we're on. He fucking, he goes to fight his way through the station so he can bring this last one down. He's, you see the cutaway to like all the fucking cells. Like, all of his his patch and his Weapon X and the everything, except for Bub. Except for the Berserker Bub. He leaves the Berserker Bub behind, and Berserker Bub looks all sad and literally just says to him, Bub, Bub, and he, he leaves the Berserker Bub behind. He don't need him. He gets all of his memories back. He gets, except Bub. This is except for the Bub. No Bub memories. No Aww. memories of the Bub. Rose Bub. <laughs> I had to watch I had to watch Citizen Kane in my American film class and it's like considered like the best movie of all time or something. It is so fucking bad and so fucking stupid. And okay, maybe it had some kind of importance in filmmaking or direct I I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, when like a hundred years ago? Yeah, it came out in like the thirties or the twenty I don't remember when the fucking came out. It was black and white piece of shit. You don't have to watch it. Take my word for it. It was a bad movie. Right. And it's and, black and white. And, and it's as, black and white. And as Michael Jackson said, it doesn't really matter <laughs> if you're black or white. Right. Right. So, so take take my word for it. Take Michael Jackson's word for it. <laughs> also, uh, the rose the rosebud ended up being a sled. Spoiler alert. Oh, man. Well, now, how can I watch that movie I now? mean, I know it's been like 100 years, so that... That is not even a spoiler anymore. Fuck. All right. So yeah, he gets all his memories back, and so so there, that takes care of that. So no big deal. And and he ends up bringing down the space station, and I'm sure everyone dies on board. I'm sure everybody dies, and they're they're coming down. This was fun though. I caught this. This made me happy. 
So there, there's this panel of Tokyo, and you know, there's a couple of dudes standing in the street, and they're pointing at this thing going across in the sky, and it's in actual like hiragana and kanji, and and how it translates is arewa nandeska, which and it's got a question mark, and I don't care that bothered me because the ka in that sentence is a question; they don't need a question mark on it, but it says. Arewa nandeska means what's that in relation to something in the distance. So I was able to read that and that made me happy. Those year, wow. those, those couple of semesters of Japanese fucking paid off. I could read <laughs> Return of Wolverine number five and not have any issues with it. In its entirety, wow. I know. I'm so proud of you. So, so, but one more thing about this is, is when we were talking about the last issue... And I was like, oh, Kitty Pride is just like X-Men Retreat. And you're you're all like, no, Charles Soule can't be that stupid and lazy. The X-Men have to come back next issue. Guess what? The X-Men didn't come back. <laughs> and and this is apparently the last issue. It's returned. He's, he's returned. He's, he's back. back. He's back. He's back, bitches. He's back. And so, uh, so he, he shows up at the, at the fucking school. He shows up at the school, right? Mm-hmm. At the very end. But you know what? I, I bet you didn't read that I, did, that I did read was, uh, Wolverine and the Infinity Watch. Because that's, the beginning of that issue picks up right where this left off. And Are you so, serious? And so guess who answered the door when Logan came back and knocked on the door? Was it Glob? It was not Glob. I have no other answers. That's the only X-Men no I know. Answer. It's Scott. Yeah, Glob is the only X-Man you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one that matters. <laughs> it was Gene. It was Gene that answered. Oh my god, that's Gene amazing. That yeah, it was. But guess what? All of that was fake because they're off in the age of X-Man right now. It was actually Loki tricking Logan into that. And that's then bullshit. And then you get listen, listen, Patty, it gets even better. It gets even better. Tell me. Alright, short side rant about Wolverine and the Infinity Watch. So all that was fake. And so, but, but we're wondering, well, wait a second. But then what, where was that, that Logan that had the Infinity Stone like, like a year and a half ago? What about that Logan that was on the rooftop watching, you know, before Shadowcat and Colossus? Yeah, what about it? Yeah, so that was, that was an old man Logan with the Phoenix Force from like a different universe. Yeah. Excuse me? Who had just transformed himself into the young 616 looking logan so that was that was that logan traipsing around all over the place the whole time that wolverine was trying to return i hate it (laughs) i don't oh my god that is the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard why did you tell me that i'm gonna buy every issue i'm gonna buy every issue of wolverine infinity watch I, i can't i can't believe how dumb that was wait that's that's coming out now i thought that came out a while ago no, 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 no. That was just like the preview for it. That was just a listen for it. It's a couple of months, you know, in advance that they show that shit. The first issue just came out uh, within the past couple of weeks. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop reading comics. This is too stupid. <laughs> so are heated claws the new hot power to have? Did strong guy's death wreak havoc with you? Arewa Nandeska? Why, it's a quick commercial break, fellow Nihonjin. Hi, I'm Dr. Phil, and let me tell you something that you need to know about yourself. You're a geek, and you need help. I don't need any help, Dr. Phil. I've got geekade.com. You can put feathers on a dog, but that don't make it a chicken. It makes it a chicken dog. (laughs) Geekade.com is a place where geeks can read articles, listen to podcasts, 
and watch videos about different geeky topics. I'm from Texas. I didn't just come in on a load of turnips. Geekade covers movies, TV shows, wrestling, video games, and so much more. So stop by geekade.com and tell us what's your geek. Well, how about you just stick a finger up my blowhole and call it Christmas? (laughs) You guys, we failed. We failed to save Wolverine and the X-Men. What? No! Why? Logan! Logan! Where are you, Logan? But that's okay, because one million to save Wolverine and the X-Men hasn't gone away. Let's welcome the same great content, but with a new name. X-Men Animated Series. My baby! My baby! We must have hit a dead end when we were hunting for you that long night on that lost trail. Charles! Charles So Charles Soule! Oh god, help us, Charles Souffle! X-Men Animated Series still has all the news, artwork, and merchandise you crave right on the same Facebook page. I I know what we'll do. We'll put four teams together and four separate comic books that run for four issues each. Surely that'll mean something at the end. I mean, I'm sure they'll be able to find Wolverine and then they won't retreat and abandon him and that'll amount to nothing. Right, Charles Soleil? Right? Right? Won't it? Check out X-Men Animated Series on Facebook today. Alright, so, we got some news to talk about, and the first piece of news is the most important piece of news, and that is, is Rob Liefeld drew something again. He can draw? (laughs) Don't throw shade at Rob Liefeld. I'm, uh, okay, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All tea, all shade, all pink lemonade. Whoa, whoa, where are all I don't know what any of that means. Where is all all the rhymes? I did not know you knew how to spit the rhyme game. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know what that actually means, but uh, <laughs> I I'm going to. When has that ever stopped you? That has never stopped me. <laughs> I've I've used words before that I don't know what they mean. So <laughs> I I don't like Rob Liefeld's art. He has. I gave you that poster. That hurts me. Okay, so that was okay because um it was Lady Deadpool and she wears a mask. So his like Deadpool art. Okay, it's not so bad, but. The way that he designs characters is just pouches, lots of lots of muscles, pouches, we got belts, we got we got lots of weapons on on board and we got scabards. Scab we got scabards, we got duh It's not just a bard. It's not just a bard, you guys. It's a scab bard. It's just a little little mouth too many teeth. And and (laughs) tiny, tiny feet. That's how he draws his characters. I I don't know. Well, so, okay. So there's this character, Aura, that's going to be part of the major X storyline. Aura is a Lady Gaga song. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so so here's 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 the thing about, about this drawing. You'll notice that the boobs aren't completely exposed or, like, beach ball boobs. Right. So that's kind of nice. I, this drawing isn't so bad in my opinion, but even though I say it's not so bad, what I do think is really cool is that this character uses a sentinel face as a shield. I think that that's really neat. I um, think that that's neat too. She also has lots of pouches. Yeah, but this with the sentinel face on her face as a mask is stupid. It just looks bad, yeah. the, the drawing. It's horrible. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, this looks a little bit better than a lot of stuff that I've seen. So maybe it's just taken him like 27 years to learn how to draw. 
it's been it's been like it's been like 30 years something like that but okay but what i thought was really funny about this image you know regardless is that at the very bottom it says created conceived and designed by rob liefeld like bro who do you think you are there is not one person in the fucking world who is looking at this and thinking that it's by somebody else nobody looks at this and is like who recovered this awesome jack kirby drawing from back in the day you know what i mean like like stop just, just stop. So that that was funny. I, you, yeah, I just I thought that this was a neat looking sketch of a character, and I really like that sentinel mask thing as a shield. And she doesn't look like you know an overtly fucking sexist Rob Liefeld drawing. So that's kind of cool too. The major X story aura. This all may be very stupid. Uh, I'll I'll let you guys know because I'm buying every single issue of it. <laughs> all right, the next piece of news is we got another Dark Phoenix trailer. Ugh. Yeah, there are actually, like, two Dark Phoenix trailers, because there was another one that sort of expanded on the new one, but it didn't introduce anything that, like, we as fans don't already know. But, so, I don't think that this is going to be a great movie. This... What? May, <laughs> this may not even be a decent movie. What? I, I, yeah, but I, what I do want to say is my first impression after watching the trailer was that we got more from Sophie Turner. I liked it because it showed her off a little bit more because she was fucking awful in X-Men Apocalypse. And I don't completely blame her because that was just a terrible movie and she didn't have much to do until like the very end. So I I think it's going to be interesting to see a little bit more of her acting ability. And also, I am a little bit more hopeful for how Jean is going to look and act in this movie Simply because, again, compared to X-Men Apocalypse, there was nothing. But also, obviously, this is supposed to correct the mistakes of The Last Stand, which it probably won't. But this whole Dark Phoenix thing was like a stupid subplot in that movie. And the gene in that movie just made things go up. And it was dumb. So so I I have more hope for the like gene Dark Phoenix in... This movie. Again, I'm not saying that everything about this was great or that I'm excited or pumped, but I, I had to give it a little bit of credit after after I first watched. I don't know if it's because I see Sophie Turner as Sansa from Game of Thrones or, you know, what it is, but I don't really see her as Jean Grey. And I don't really think that she pulls off the role well. There's just something very, like off-putting about the whole thing i don't associate her with gene at all it's because you see yourself in the role okay (laughs) but like okay honestly i think that was her name fomke fomka jansen fomka yeah i honestly think that she was more characteristic of gene well compared to sophie turner yeah 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 yeah. compared to compared to sophie turner yeah um (laughs) so i i really have absolutely no hopes for this movie whatsoever. It looks awful. Apparently, the death scene was so funny when they showed it off initially to like test audiences that they had to reshoot it. Yeah. And I think it's fucking so stupid that they showed Mystique dying in the trailer. Well, they didn't actually show it. They just they want you to. It's but it's obvious. It's one hundred percent obvious. Yeah, and she she looked awful. She Mystique looks so bad. Mystique looks so bad. Oh. Um, 
I also hate, uh, what's her face? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that we don't have to see her for much of this movie because I, I hate the characterization they've done of Mystique. It makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> and just seeing her like trying to like reach out to Jean and like talk her down in the trailer just made me want to like fucking punch somebody in the face. Like, what are <laughs> I'm you glad you doing? Because I was sitting next to you when you were watching. <laughs> so thanks for not fucking punching me in the face. You're welcome. Yeah. I have zero hopes for this movie. I have zero expectations for the movie. The only bright side I see about this is this is the last one that we're getting. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence wanted a way out of this franchise, you know, since fucking 2011, like her career kind of like took off. And why does she want to keep doing this? And it's obvious. It's so obvious. So fucking good. And it doesn't matter. It's, it's the last one anyway. I don't know. Really, the only thing that I am really excited to see in this movie is Quicksilver. Listen, I know that the portrayal of the character in these movies is not <laughs> like the Quicksilver from the comic books. Like, I know that. I- I've been okay with that because he's a fun character. Yeah, and I it's, agree. it's fun watching him in action. So, you know, there's this one quick shot of him, like, jumping from, like, broken piece of wood to broken piece of wood in the air going after Dark Phoenix, and that's it. But still, I'm I'm just I'm pumped to see him, and and that's pretty much it. But this is gonna be it's gonna be over soon. So there you go. All right, next piece of news is uh, if you hadn't heard, there's uh, some series, some cartoons coming to Hulu that have to do with Marvel, and one of those series includes Dazzler. But it's not just Dazzler. Who is it? It's the Tigger and Dazzler show, which sounds like you know some stupid sitcom, which is what I'm sure it's going to be. Yeah, I thought it. When I read this list, I thought that Tigra was going to be one series and Dazzler was going to be another series, but... Nobody would watch the Tigra series and everybody would watch the Dazzler series. Maybe. You know this. You know this for a fact. There's got to be some Tigra fans out there. Probably not many. No, listen, I'm not saying that there are no Tigra fans. I'm saying you put Tigra... Up against Dazzler, yeah. I, I know where everybody is going. Everybody's going to go watch the Dazzler but show. But also, they're going to combine all these shows and call it The Offenders. People would need to watch all of the shows. That's, like, how they get you. Fuck, are you serious? I didn't even think about that. Son of yeah. a bitch. I don't want to watch... It's like The Defenders. We had to watch Iron Fist. Yeah, but... Oh, okay, but, but, but Iron Fist had... Some redeeming qualities, none of which, but none of which had to do with the Iron Fist. None of these shows have even come out yet. You don't know if there are any, you know. But it's Howard the fucking Duck. You said that you never gave Howard the Duck a fair chance, and also it's being done by Kevin Smith. I don't, I don't, I don't care. But Kevin Smith, he's great. You love Kevin him. Kevin Smith is so far past his. Oh uh, well, Kevin Smith so is very hit or miss, prime. but still, it's still Kevin Smith. And and Hitmonkey. I gave Hitmonkey such the shot. I remember back in the day when he, I love Hitmonkey. When he was being advertised as Hitman Monkey. He was Man Monkey before he was just Hitmonkey. And and it was stupid. It was I don't care about Hitmonkey. I don't care about Howard the Duck. I, the little bit that I've seen of Howard the Duck, I do not like. And I don't care about Modoc. I like Tigra. I do. I do. You know. I mean. I she's great. What had me concerned was the image of Dazzler and Tigra, you know, they're standing right next to each other, 
Antigua looks all like, you know, spunky and excited. And Dazzler, in her fucking disco getup, is standing there with like a glass of wine, giving her the side eye. I'm like, wait a second. You should be like happy and excited too. You're a fucking disco pop star. Why you got wine and the side eye? So I can see, I can see what they're going for, maybe. Unless they're trying to make Dazzler, like, a more serious character, which I really hope they're not, because, yeah. you know, she's this, like, bubbly, spunky, you know, like, pop star. Spunk. Yeah, she got all the bubble spunk. But, you know, Tigra, <laughs> Tigra, I guess, is being characterized as, like, you know, just, like, a crazy, hyper, you know, like, girl. That yeah. that took me too long. A girl I just, t- yeah. I just had to think of a word to fill... To fill the space. But, okay, so I can see, like, you know, Dazzler, you know, doing this, like, world tour. She gets home at the end of the day. You know, she, like, got the bubble bit. She got the bubble bat. <laughs> she got the wine. She got the candles. She's trying to relax in the tub with a book. And then, oh, here comes Tigra. She's running in, running in. She jumps into the bathtub. And, and she's got just acting pussy. like a, yeah. <laughs> no, she's just she's just like a maybe like an excited little puppy, and Dazzler's just like Jeez. okay. Can can I have like two seconds to myself? Uh, I will say this though: at least they they don't have her running around in the fucking bikini all the time, which is pretty much how Tigra has. Oh, she's been not drawn. in a bikini. It didn't look like I don't even fucking remember the image. Let me let me go back to that. Hang on. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, it still reveals a little midriff there but like you know she got pants wow that art is so bad i know and this is what i'm saying the fancy this is like an emma glass of wine like this all of this is emma except for the outfit yeah no you're right fuck everything i just said that looks stupid (laughs) i i just nah listen i don't i don't want this to fail i think it is all a neat idea even if i don't like these characters, I'm willing to give it a shot, and this is this is and, and and I will give them this. This is the smart way to do things. You know, this is how like the MCU was built. You introduce separately these different characters before you put them all together, so you actually care about these characters, which is something that the X Men to date has not fucking done. So I'll absolutely give them credit for using that formula that has been tested and has worked a whole bunch of times so far. So again, I hope. That it's all good. I'm willing to give it all a shot. I hope we watch Howard the Duck, and I'm like, fuck it. I want to keep watching this. I would love to be able to say that, but just this image does not have me feeling hopeful. The thing that I think is stupid, though, is so they canceled all of the Netflix shows, Ooh. and yeah, and <laughs> you know, I've honestly been saying for a while, and this is honestly what I thought when they were canceling them off one by one, that they were going to be picked up by this Disney streaming service because that's this you know, rumor that's been going on for a while. And then they do this and they announce these Hulu shows. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, they're continuing with The Runaways. They're continuing with Cloak and Dagger. And I'm just like, so I guess are those shows actually done now? Because, like, I want more Punisher. Are you fucking kidding me? So here's what I'm thinking about that. And this literally just popped into my head right now. Those cartoons are completely new. I mean, they'll probably be shown to, like, test audiences or whatever, but they're going to be completely new. So why would Disney want to take on the full monetary risk themselves by putting it on their own streaming service? Why not have somebody else foot some of it, like Hulu? 
Whereas these Netflix shows have proven to get an audience, we already know that they work. We'll put that on our own Disney streaming service. People are going to watch it. We know. Yeah, I mean, that's actually a really fucking genius point. <laughs> I did not think about that. So, yeah, you see you see that genius working in real time, folks. Yeah, um, no, I, I could be completely wrong, but that's but, my guess. I mean, honestly, Disney could do, like, anything and people would still watch it. Yes. So, I mean, I, I see your point, and that's going to be my new hope, like, a new hope. That's yes. a that's a thing. I'm gonna call you Patty Skywalker. <laughs> Patty Wan Kenobi. I am You're uh, my only hope, Patty Wan Kenobi. I am the Star Wars expert. You got any questions about Star Wars? Bring them this way. Yes, is this a fully operational battle station? To what am I referring, Patricia? Uh Death Star. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, look at me. I, I just guessed my way out of everything. It's great. Yeah. You want Patty to do your taxes? She's going to just guess her way out of everything. <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, next piece of news is... So this isn't that surprising. Just the reasoning behind it was that this upcoming third season of Legion is... Going to be the final season. And, you know, with the Fox-Disney deal still, you know, looming, we figured that, you know, just we just assumed that, that these are going to end. That's going to be it. But uh, apparently the showrunner claims that the entire time his intention was for Legion to be a three-season show. And I can't completely call bullshit on that because, honestly, it's sort of like the same story because it's like the same villain-ish that ran through the first two seasons and left on a cliffhanger with that very same villain, the Shadow King, that's not completely resolved, you know? So that's going to have to be resolved season three. I'm assuming then that they're not going to leave this off with a cliffhanger. At least I hope not. But I guess this whole issue between Legion and the Shadow King is going to be resolved in the upcoming season, which allegedly is going to debut in June. I remember thing is coming out in June. Yeah. We came out in June. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> But, I, I, like I said, I was kind of expecting this, you know, Fox-Disney deal, so this isn't going to keep happening. Same I'm thing with The Gifted. I'm so wasn't going glad to anyway. that this is done. I really like the show. I fucking love Aubrey Plaza. Oh, um, I do too. I just really hate this show. You stop. You stop. With your... You stop with your... You're talking. You're talking. <laughs> There's literally nothing wrong with this show. It has been fantastic every step of the way. It's confusing. I don't like it. Why? Why is it confusing? Because you have to pay attention and you have to remember things and those are two <laughs> things that I cannot do. So that is why I hate it so much. <laughs> oh man. Um I I am so excited to see how this finally goes down because, like, okay, Legion, clear hero of season one. Uh, season two, Legion, we think, for the most part, for a while, that he's, like, the heroic guy. And then he makes some shitty decisions, and then we really see the full scope of his shitty decisions, and now he's sort of, like, the villain. So they're going to have to kind of resolve that somehow. How are we supposed yeah, to Yeah, but that's the same thing that happened with Luke Cage, and you said you didn't really care what happened after season two. Well, excuse me? Excuse what? me! <laughs> excuse me, Jessa. <laughs> the, I, I don't remember ever saying So what's the issue Luke here? Cage. You just racist? What the fuck are you... <laughs> 
after after like he took over and he had like you know who's standing in front of the biggie picture yeah you know you're just like i don't care I don't care what happens after this. I'm glad it's canceled. That sounds like a you thing to say. That doesn't sound like a me thing to say. You're just like, this is real stupid. No, yeah, I was not happy with the ending of of Luke Cage season two. Neither was I. It was not very good. But that doesn't mean that that couldn't turn around in like a season three. Or or that it was just a really stupid way to end it. It is was what we're saying it was, but they could have you know, but they could have spun the heroes for hire out of that. You know, what I, I mean? know that's what I was anticipating. What Iron what? Fist is off with that guy, and he pulls the guns out at the end of Iron Fist season two. So you you, you look like what? what I don't remember what happened about? at the end of season two. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. We'll talk about it after the show. That's fine. And the final thing that we're talking about is The Gifted. Past couple days, we caught up on, like, the final three episodes. I am uh, sure that it's not going to be (laughs) picked up anywhere for a third season. No, I mean... Which sucks, because I really liked this show. I had a lot of problems with it, but I really did like it. I think Emma Dumont posted a picture of them all together, and she was just... I forget what the caption was exactly, but it was pretty much like, oh, this is the end of the road, folks. So even though we don't have confirmation from, you know, any higher ups or anything, it's it's the end of the road, folks. Yeah, that and that that really stinks. This show had a lot of potential. It hit on a lot of things really well. Uh, obviously, it, it missed a lot, too. Uh, the whole focus on the Strucker family. There were times where I actively hated each one of those characters, where it, like, detracted from the show. Finally, in the end, uh, they were all great, except for Reed, except for the dad. It was kind of like, bro, why are you just, like, we're we're being, like, shot at in this fucking garage. Now you're going to decide to go make a noble sacrifice? You don't have to go do this. It was... That was kind of ham-handed and kind of stupid. See, my main issue with it was when... Reed went to confront Reva directly, you know, he had this knowledge that he couldn't have had. He said that, you know, Reva's power was to disrupt other mutants' powers or whatever, which, okay, so maybe they knew this in the show, but they never relate it to us as the Watcher. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay, so they, they never explained what her power was in and anytime she used her power i had to not look at it because it was so fucking stupid so you don't like her o face i don't like her o face i think it looks stupid i thought that her power was just like super high-pitched frequencies like if you know banshee was like yelling at you but it was like super high-pitched and it made your like ears bleed and like destroyed your brain somehow or something and somehow he knew that if he went up there himself his powers are already <laughs> fucked up and he couldn't control them and that her powers would affect him in that he would get like overloaded and explode and kill everybody on the floor that he was on and i was like you can't possibly know that yeah he was like that that uh, which i never read uh the the character from the worst x-man series yeah yeah, he, yeah. He explode once and that's it but okay so so she screams and you know it disrupts your concentration and Reed needed his concentration in order to keep his shit together. So if she screamed and it disrupted his concentration, he wouldn't be able to keep his shit together and he would lose it and maybe somehow be able to kill her. 
But I don't think... Did he know that he was going to explode? Yes. I don't... And and I listen. I I didn't say that to to sound mansplaining or something. I'm trying to I'm trying to put it together because no, I understand and, what you're saying. And I I get I guess kind of your point. But the thing is that you shouldn't have to try coming up with your own explanation. You know, it's your job as the writer of the show to tell us. Use your imagination, no, Patty. No, I don't have an imagination. Listen. I'm an accountant. So I'm just going to highlight briefly some of my favorite parts. Thunderbird. Thunder. Thank you. That was one of them. Thunderbird, hot. He's a beautiful man. When he paint. when he took the face paint out, I started screaming. When we saw him with the face paint, I started screaming. Oh, my he God. He was so hot. When Jace, when Jace yelled Proud Star at him, and he was like, I'm Thunderbird. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My ovaries. <laughs> Uh, no, when when he was putting all these uh, tomahawks and shit and, like, you know, just, like, sharpening them and, like, putting them in his pouches, I was just like, ah. Oh. Uh, that was so awesome. And then he just goes out in front of all of the fucking Nazis and he's just like, here I am, bitch. And he just starts, <laughs> like, beating the shit out of them, getting shot at, whatever. He punched Erg. Yeah, he punched the up. shit out of Erg to power him up. That was cool. And then he started beating the shit out of Jace. And then Jace was just like, kill me, man. Just kill me. Yeah, and I'm like, you fucking, of course you say that and you're going to be alive, you motherfucking asshole. And of course, that is one of the things that we get at the end of the show that, yes, Jace is still alive. Dad Strucker is dead. Another one of my probably maybe maybe the highlight of the entire show when oh I already know you're oh yeah of course you do (laughs) because you know me when Mom Strucker was trying to save the Morlocks and she had them all packed in her car and you know there was this police barricade and Lauren couldn't access her power so Mom just says fuck it and floors it uh, just right through the police cars after shooting at them and i was like mom yeah, through the windshield like i mean mom you hot. are fucking hot yeah I, I hated her character so much me too so much of this series but like the final couple of episodes like she really turned it out because she's she's a hot hot mom with a gun yeah you can't get any more hot mom mommy's got than, a gun <laughs> than hot mom with a gun yeah that that was that was dope i absolutely love that so, you know, it was it was uh, altogether like a pretty decent ending, except uh, I would have loved to see Jace die. But, you know, I mean, yes. that's uh, not what Thunderbird would do. We like we know that Warpath would have. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I didn't really feel like it was necessary for, you know, because Blink died and I couldn't believe that. That felt a little yeah. anticlimactic to me. I, w- I was saying after we, we saw that, I'm like. She can't really be dead. She's got to come back somehow. But and she, she was holding a, up the portal for so long. He yeah. could have just jumped through it. And also, the inner circle and you know the underground both went into the Morlock tunnels on separate occasions several yeah. times. Where was her and, body? Yeah, where was she? They didn't even try looking for her. I was like, so that was what? Yeah, that was silly. But but then you know it seems like everything's going to end nicely. You've got, like, this underground together, and Erg is like, oh, there are other people who need our help, but then all of a sudden... And, and Esme is there, yeah. Erg, Erg is there, yeah. and then the rest of the underground is there, yeah. including Andy. Right. And so that was that was awesome. And, you know, Polaris and... Polaris and Eclipse? Yeah, Polaris and Eclipse 
are back together. She took him to see their daughter. Um, you know, so everything was great and they could have ended it there. And that would have been a perfect ending for me. I mean, like the, you know, even though it's ending, that's kind of like the best you can ask for. But then they did some really stupid fucking stuff. Stupid, stupid fucking stupid. Stupid fucking stupid they shit. Did the stupid fucking. I realized stupid. after I said it that you know what? I don't care. It was that stupid. So Thunderbird is like, wait, I hear something outside. So they go outside, and it's fucking AOA Blink with her little with her little shard things that she throws, and she's just like, <laughs> the world needs you, and they're like, okay. And, like, okay, I feel like if they ended it when they were inside that factory that they were in, when they were sitting around and talking, and Erg was like, oh, yeah, there are all these mutants all over the country who need you, and, you know, you can lead them and stuff. That ending, that as the ending, could have led yeah, to a third season yeah. if if it was happening. <clears throat> but because they ended on the AOA thing, if that was, in fact, the AOA but obviously it was an alternate timeline because this was not our blink. Hashtag not my blink. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the way Wolverine in the X-Men cartoon fucking ended. You know, he got the preview uh, for season two, was going <laughs> to focus on the Age of Apocalypse, and then it never, ever happened. But also this reminded me immediately of the ending of the fucking live-action Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993, which is a fucking amazing movie. Saw that shit in theaters when it came out. I loved it. And, uh, and also made me watch and it. And I made Patty watch it a while ago. It was such an amazing movie. Uh, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo were fantastic, and everything is happy at the end, but then all of a sudden, Princess Daisy runs in and is like, we need your help. And then, boom, cliffhanger. 26 years later, <laughs> Bob Hoskins is dead. No sequel. It's not fucking happening. It's so good. And, and uh, yeah, fucking Dennis Hopper, who played Bowser, he's dead too. So, ugh. It sucks. It sucks. We're never gonna. We're never gonna get. We're never gonna get the fucking conclusion to that. But but it is what it is. I just. I'm really upset that I don't think there is any possible way that this could ever continue. Exactly. And I loved some of the characters so much. The cuckoos were fantastic. The cuckoos were fantastic. Polaris was Polaris, so good. Thunderbird. Thunderbird was so hot. I thought Eclipse was great. They could have done a little bit more with him, but I thought that he was great. Same thing with Erg. They probably could have done more with him, but I, I love seeing you know them take D-list characters and giving more to that character, and I thought they did a really good job with him. Um, oh, also another cliffhanger that I don't like is we didn't see what happened with Dog. <laughs> Dog was in the apartment when they were surrounded by the purifiers. Where did Dog go? Did they take Dog out of the apartment? Is the dog still in the apartment? Is Dog going to be in AOA? I don't like that. I don't want the dog in AOA. I want him to be safe. Listen, message Blair Redford. I'm going I to. I guarantee you he will get back to you about the dog. He seems like a nice guy. Okay, I'm going to tweet at him. All right, so that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget to leave us a comment on geekade.com and X-Men Animated Series on Facebook. Leave us feedback on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and on Twitter at mutant musings. What did you think of the finale of The Gifted? Are you going to be watching all of the Hulu cartoons? Join us next time when we'll be discussing some new comics and some classic comics. And until then... Strong Guy was right.